welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Hello and welcome to our 38th, I'm running out of numbers here, I don't even know if I can, if I can count that uh, high. That must be nearly the end of your, your fingers and toes now. I know, I, I need to get like an abacus, Is that, isn't that what it is, an abacus? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, 38th episode of the infamous the all hell breaks loose your mind is trying to kill you podcast i'm your host alexandros megas and i'm your co-host vincent byrne Uh, today i wanted to open the the podcast with uh, a question that i've been receiving for quite a few years now Uh, i'm going to modify it slightly slightly um you know for the purposes of uh, being proper because, you know, I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. You're always proper at the start of the podcast. It's just the standards drop towards as we get into it. <laughs> yes. I have to, you know, I have to be, I have to be warmed up first. Yeah. Uh, but I start, I always start proper. So the question here is, who do you think you are? And I'm sure you can imagine the fashion in which I've been receiving that question. Who who do you think you are? And I thought that was, it's a very interesting, very interesting topic because it brings up a lot of hidden gems in it and connotations. What do you think? It does. I mean, the thing that I go straight to is the idea that... Uh, you are what you think about. So if you believe that you are invincible, creative, and all the other positive stuff, um, you'll find ways to be that. And if you're, um, if you think the negative stuff, then you'll find ways to live into that as well. So it is really about what you think about, or you are who you think about. Um, you create that, yeah. Well, that was a sh- that was a short short episode. Well, yeah, and that <laughs> concludes. Yeah. Okay. So, the problem with this statement is that uh, it's it's it can be received in the form of an attack. You know, mm-hmm. like I have been receiving it. You know, like who do you think you are, and who do you think you are means. Do you think you are like someone worthy? Do you think you are someone important? 
do you think you are some, you know, because because how could you be acting in such a way? And how dare you think you are someone important? You are someone who has a voice. You are someone who has value. How dare you? This is the nature of this question every time it arises. Is it not also, is it not also um, someone who thinks that they're different to the rest of us? And that's making us a bit scared. Well, of course. But I'm examining this from the the person the person's perspective that is asking the question. Absolutely, so yeah. what what do they have in mind when they ask the question and they're saying, Who do you think you are? Like who do you think you are? And yeah. even 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 when we hear when we get that question from our parents, because a lot of us uh, got this sort of question from our parents many times, yeah. right? Who do you think you are? And and so this starts becoming a program on both ends. Number one, thinking who you think you are means that you are no one important. You are no one of value. You are no one of significance. You are no one that anyone should give a shit about. Or you are, you are no one who should voice an opinion and have that opinion heard. Yeah? And number two is the fact that it becomes a, a solidified program that whenever we dare to think highly of ourselves in any way, there is a voice that comes up within us first and then, of course, all around us that um, will attempt to shame us into retreat. Hmm. How dare you think that you're different to the rest of us? That's right. So who do you think you are ultimately means that, first of all, if you think, and it suggests that, I think the question itself suggests that, if you think that you are someone important, then are you someone important? But what is the nature of thinking that? I mean, thinking that is, uh, is a soft term, I think. I would use the term belief. Who do you believe you are? And believing that you are someone at any given point does what to our lives? It starts restructuring everything. All our resources, all our philosophies, uh, the way we approach everything in our lives starts being restructured because now this becomes a new command. I think, or I am rather, I am so-and-so. And this is why this, this, this has become such, a, such an interesting and powerful affirmation in the hypnotic world, uh, the phrase that you're going to use after I am uh, gets solidified because that's what the subconscious listens to in the present tense, as we said many times. So I am, and whatever you put after that, is igniting a new 
persona, a new life, uh, a new world, a new character. See, and that becomes um, also the case with uh, the term alter ego. See, alter ego has gotten a lot of scientific love uh, over the past few years, and people are jumping on it left and right. Uh, and of course, very, very few people, if anyone, is approaching this from the perspective of what it really is about. It's about the fact that uh, our personalities, our persona is malleable. And <clears throat> the more you find ways to lock a new avatar, a new persona into your life, the more and easier and faster that persona gets developed. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually had a, I think actually one of the areas where um, you, you notice it very particularly is in uh, with people with accents. And in particular, when they move from one place to another where the accent is quite different. So I remember, I remember a guy, he was, um, this was back when I was in my 20s in ancient history. And uh, this guy was dating a friend of my ex-wife and uh, he um, was from Dublin and he, d he decided he was going to go and join the British Army because the Irish Army was just, you know, also ran and wasn't very important. So he was going to join the British Army. So he went over to join the British Army and he came back about two months later and he had a full English accent. He had completely lost, and he would have had a he would have had a a fairly pronounced Dublin accent before, and uh, he had an English accent. So he had essentially integrated himself into the lifestyle, had um, built this accent, trained himself to pick it up and to to have it, and uh, in order to fit in. So I always remember that as been well if. Someone can change that quickly um, with their accent, then they can change other parts of themselves pretty quickly too. Isn't that amazing? Uh, by the way, I hear I hear that uh, the Irish army is in possession of a very powerful weapon, which is whiskey bombs. Is that true? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a little known nuclear device, <laughs> and if you, if you're very careful, I'll I'll find some and send it to you. Oh, I'd love that. Um, so stepping into this, and in, in, since we're talking about alter ego, and of course, as you mentioned, every actor is engaging fully with that kind of thing. I have a little technique of my own that I have combined with uh, my art. Because as you know, I do create art on commission as well, and uh, particularly portraits. Now, I call those portraits magical portraits. And that is exactly the reason why. Because to me, a magical portrait is the idealized magical version of the person who commissions the portrait. So when you get to receive that portrait, 
what you see is an ideal version of yourself being reflect reflecting back at you. Uh, in yeah. essence, reflecting back at their subconscious mind. And we know that the subconscious mind seeks to emulate that which is drawn to, that which is uh, attracted to. <clears throat> so that thing becomes a program, uh, but a good one, a good program, because now without even, without even consciously knowing it, spending some time with this portrait, or even in passing, you know, if you have the portrait in your house at a prominent position, uh, your subconscious mind picks that up and time and time and time again starts molding a new you that will emulate the character, uh, the sophistication, the strength, perhaps, uh, whatever that portrait is going to be about, and uh, will start developing a new avatar, a new self. So this is nothing short of pure magic. And of course, finding any way to do that with yourself, that is to say, to become a new uh, person, a new avatar, to have a new alter ego. But that alter ego, see, the alter ego in terms of coaching and, and development and mindsets and all this, uh, is only used as an as an alternative, of course, called alter ego. Uh, it's not suggested that the alter ego becomes you, becomes the new you, because that would be too scary now, wouldn't it, for most people? But the technique is exactly the same. See what that's what most people don't know that the alter ego is really there to show you what you can become. Full time. See, it's not like whenever, because, you know, the alter ego usually is linked to a trigger that is a physical trigger. For example, you know, like, for example, I wear my my magical hat, right? That's, that's, that's a trigger for the subconscious mind to ignite the new uh, alter ego, that new person. So, so, so it's a little bit like someone who is... Um... Uh, has a particular personality when they're at home, but when they put on their suit and go to work on a Monday and uh, and go in, that they're a different person in the office around the people when they're in that formal businessy kind of setting. Is that 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 kind of way? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I have a I have a good friend who told me once that his father, who he um, was very fond of he thought of his father very very highly and he had lost his father a few years back and he had a watch that his father used to to wear and uh, every time he wanted to emulate all the characteristics uh, of his father be it you know his his brilliance his his savvy his uh, way of winning is a winning personality very seductive you know very uh um all-around charismatic person he would wear the watch and he would transform into his father isn't that amazing mm. it's an amazing concept mm. isn't it so that is is well known these days right this is a a well-known fact the alter ego is that uh, which can 
help you with the appropriate trigger, turn momentarily or for a little bit of time, turn into a, a different person that can perform tasks that who you are right now wouldn't be able to. Uh, isn't that, uh, of course, we know in the, the realm of uh, celebrity that happens quite a lot. Um, wasn't it Beyonce? I think she had used and talked about her alter ego mm. as if she was a different person. Uh, I think it was the name was Sasha Banks or something. I'm not. I think so. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I think it was. It was that because she's because she's naturally quite um, uh, sort of uh, reserved. She needed to go on stage and be. So more out there, more slutty, you know, this kind of stuff. So she created a an alter ego. It is, it's Sasha something, but I, I can't remember what the surname is. And this allows her to go to that place, as it were. Exactly. Because I think she was, uh, her background was a gospel singer. So yeah. she found it very hard to get up there and become a pop singer with the background the, the mindset kind of background of the gospel singer that wouldn't be that appropriate. So, so she created that new persona. Now, that has two facets. Number one is uh, the more serious you are about doing that, the more that persona that you create is going to be solidified in other words the way that i look at this sasha banks and beyonce uh, are two different equally solid people so this is this becomes a thought form as we talked about the idea of a thought form in the past in shamanic and magical traditions a thought form is an idea is a concept that keeps um, being fed emotional uh, significance, energy. You keep on energizing this new avatar and you will become a new person. So the scary part about this is that as far as I'm concerned, you become a split personality. Mm. And depending on who gets the more energy, uh, you might end up snuffing the life out of the person you used to be entirely. And now assume the new life on uh, a regular basis, like on an ongoing basis all the time. So, which brings me to the more important aspect, the more magical, the more uh, miraculous aspect of this kind of practice, which is to completely change. Most people that try to use we talked about, you know, motivation and uh, all the mindsets and all this kind of stuff. Uh, most people who try uh, to either motivate themselves to be somebody else uh, or uh, try to change their mindset on a daily basis and are having problems doing that uh, are the people that haven't yet concretely understood and realized and believed who that new person can be so they can actually give birth to this person. 
mean, you mm -hmm. can't. This is a serious. This is serious business. I mean, you can't just, you can't just, uh, you know, go half-ass uh, about it and expect that it will yield results, right? What do you think? Yeah, what strikes me in relation to um, the way that people typically want to change is that they often just want to change a particular aspect if it's not serving them. Um, like someone, for example, wanting to be more confident as a speaker, for example. And so if they're not very confident in a public speaking situation, they might want to just be more outgoing and therefore they would like that aspect of their personality to um, to change. And I think with something like that, it's almost like tweaking the dial on, on a whole load of settings that if I can tweak it up on the more outgoing and more confident public speaking, then that's okay. But if you are doing something like let's say what Beyonce was doing, which is that she kind of wants to stay the person that she is, the reserved and quiet and possibly religious person. But then she goes up on stage and just for those two hours or whatever, she becomes this slutty performer kind of out in your face kind of stuff. But she doesn't, she doesn't want to stay as that person. She wants to come back. And to me, I, I, would, I would think that that kind of situation is more likely to cause problems than someone who's just looking at changing one or two or many aspects of their personality, but they're very happy to stay with those changes. Would that be fair that, that the, the jumping back and forth is, is not great? Whereas working on just working on bringing permanent change, let's say, is a much more solid way of going about it and far less likely to create this split personality, almost Jekyll and Hyde scenario. I agree with you 100%. And this is why I brought that up. Because people that are being coached to use... Actually, there are people... Uh, there's this guy that uh, is is very uh, successful with the whole alter ego thing. Uh, he coaches that kind of, I don't remember his name right now. I'm forgetting his name. But uh, he has a book out, of course. And he talks about how successful that process is. Now, the problem with this, as far as I'm concerned, is exactly what you said. You know, this, most people, first of all, don't believe that they can jump, that they can make the leap from point A to point B and transform permanently into this other person. Of course, if you're being coached uh, like that, it's, it's in this kind of like soft ass um, way of approaching life. As far as I'm concerned, you know, maybe I'm a little too extreme, but why would you coach someone to keep flipping in and out and on and off from mm. someone who they, <laughs> they used to be to someone who momentarily, or just for a few hours, needs to be someone else, right? Why would you do that? And, mm. and why would you want to be that person? Like, what is it about the new persona that shouldn't be part of the old persona? I mean, what, do you become a criminal? I mean, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. Why is it that the person who's like uh, this high-performance athlete, why would they need to be that person only when they engaged in the alter ego. 
persona. I, I actually um, had that, um, remember having that thought when I remembered hearing about the way that uh, Tiger Woods' father trained him in um, getting into this zone so that when he was walking from having come off the putting green and he was walking to the next, the tee on the next hole, so he might have 100 yards walk, he he typically flipped back to his normal chatty kind of stuff. And then what he used to do was click his fingers as he walked onto the tee. And in, in walking onto the tee, it was like as if he brought down this curtain, this veil, so that when he was lining up to get out the driver and smash the ball down the middle of the fairway, he wasn't going to be put off by people who were talking to him, shouting at him, taking photographs of him or any of that sort of stuff. And so he would flip back and forth between this kind of character. And I often thought, well, surely being that calm and unmoved uh, and being able to withstand people saying stuff to you would actually be a feature that you might want to hang on to rather than just flipping it on and off when you're in certain positions on the course. And it would also be easier to maintain if you were always doing it rather than just flicking it on and off. Absolutely. I feel exactly the same way. Not only do I think this is annoying, but I think it's dangerous because it can turn you into, you know, a psychotic individual. Because, you know, depending on how much you feed, once again, we feed the energy of the thought form and the thought form comes to life. Mm -hmm. And that happens with every, even with every habit that we have. It becomes in some way, form, uh, shape or form, it becomes an entity. It becomes something that uh, takes advantage of our life form and steps onto the stage and becomes alive and, and, and takes over. So in this case, I think, who do you think you are is the very fundamental question everyone should be asking on a daily basis. And, but if you ask that question, that doesn't mean that the question has to be solidified forever. But that question should be answered from time to time according to the person's dreams and aspirations. So who I am becomes that person from now on. And, and mm. if you do step into the boots of the new person today, then everything your subconscious mind will seek to then pull all the resources that you would need in order to make that person alive and, and real, concrete, concrete. And uh, also, of course, the more you step into that, the more the world around you will look at you and treat you like that, right? Isn't it the same thing uh, when they say that if you don't believe in yourself, no one will believe in you? Yeah. If you, th if you have low self-esteem, if you have low self-esteem, no one around you will take you seriously. You may be a genius, but if you don't, if you think yourself to be an awkward dumbass, uh, then everyone around you will treat you like that. 
So, so in terms of um, creating, I mean, we've talked about manifesting being one side of the coin. And this strikes me as been another part of the process. So you're becoming, it's almost like the person who becomes a millionaire through, you know, creating something, building something, you know, and having the end of it ended up with a, a large pot of money. They say that if they've done it once and they've done it by changing and learning and growing and all of that, that if they lost all that money the day after, they would probably do it again very quickly because it's as much about the person you become in order to build that fortune than it is about actually having the money itself. So they will have changed in order to get there. So if we're sort of advocating a particular approach to life and creating the life that you want, while we're saying that manifesting is one aspect to bringing in what you want, another key component has to be you becoming the person who creates what you want by becoming, you know, better at sales or more open and talk able to talk to people or more determined in and persistent in uh, getting over your challenges and problems you know committing to training and um and sticking to it being the sort of person who does that are we saying that that's that's well i think we are saying that that is a key component of this whole change it's not just about who you become but it's like this is what you need to do in order to create a sustainable um, life and not just not just the manifesting part. We need to change ourselves in order to bring this stuff towards us. Of course. The, as, I think that uh, the example you brought about, uh, and that becomes, a, I think uh, this happens a lot with um, people that are teaching, that coaching uh, marketing and, and sales and all this kind of stuff, like Grant Cardone, actually, that is sort of, you know, uh, they say, you know, if you took all my money and blah, blah, everything I have uh, tomorrow, I will put that back in uh, in a record time, because that what does that prove? That proves that this isn't about the circumstances, and and as a matter of fact, the circumstances are about your mindset, are about who you are, uh, right? So, because if you put, that's easy to understand, if you put two different people of two entirely different characters through the same challenge, you get two different results, right? Mm. Of course. So, who you become will face different challenges than the person you used to be. And those challenges will be probably uh, more difficult to deal with because you have now grown. You have become that person that, uh, you know, it's, it's, if, if you graduate high school and someone gives you a test that someone would give you a first grader, and you would laugh, right? It's it's a funny thing. So you would need a bigger challenge because now you have stepped onto a bigger terrain. You stepped onto a bigger stage. You 
have claimed something more important, more serious, more uh, skillful, I suppose. Mm. And ultimately, you you face challenges that where the reward is probably much greater because you're playing at a different level. So the challenge seems a higher level. So it's it's uh, so you're you're working your way up and and probably acquiring and both experiences and possibly wealth and success in a different way in a different context the higher you go yeah absolutely definitely that's that's what it is that's why they say actually uh, you know how a lot of people um, that are in need of motivation and they want to see themselves be someone more important someone more prosperous someone more skillful someone more professional someone more charismatic whatever the case might be uh, they project this kind of challenges onto the future and as you become they say that the bigger the challenge the bigger your destiny the greater your destiny the harder it is for you to be stopped which is ironic isn't it you you wouldn't think it's you wouldn't think it's that you would think that oh you know if you have small goals then it's easier to achieve them but if you ask people who have achieved incredible things they will tell you the exact opposite they'll tell you that you have to play a big game because as long as you play a small game all the uh, cylinders are not involved you see the subconscious mind once again being uh, the lazy morpho that it is will not engage unless it feels it's necessary to engage Mm. Right? It's like, think of it this way. If, if you see a fly buzzing around, making you nuts, you wouldn't think to grab a bazooka and kill it, right? At least I hope you wouldn't. Although that sounds like fun. There are some people. <laughs> but uh, but that's, it's, it's the same kind of concept, you see. Uh, you will only use the weapons that are available to you and you, uh, as a matter of fact, I think you only find, you only discover the weapons that are available to you if you are in the process of waging the big war. So, so okay, um, as, we, as we develop uh, and we realize that upon reflection, we'd like to be someone other than who we are. And I, I would imagine that most people wouldn't put it like that they would be more inclined to pick certain attributes or certain qualities or behaviors that they would rather have in addition to where they're starting from, which obviously makes them a different person when they get there. But in the coming from the place of safety, I suppose, it's easier to envisage yourself moving in, in steps rather than making a massive leap. And even the Beyonce situation she probably rationalized doing what she does by saying, well, it's only for two hours and then I come back to who I really am. So if we're looking at this and we're taking stock and deciding that we want to be, you know, I want to be better at sales or I want to be better in getting out and speaking in public or whatever it might be, 
I mean, what is, what's the process once you decide that you don't want to be who you currently are and you want to be someone else? Well, first of all, it's not, I think that um, what she did wasn't just about, uh, you're right. This is, this is a, a fear in the beginning. It's a fear related response. It's not just the fact that she's like, well, you know, I'm going to be that person just for a couple of hours. It's the fact that she had no, she was not responsible. You see, she was not responsible for, for that person because it wasn't her. Right. It was a different person. So it made it easy. I mean, you know, to me, this is a bit of a cowardly way to, to engage in your life. Uh, even if we're talking about someone like Beyonce, <laughs> but mm. you know, this is where she started, right? So, and and of course, I'm sure she became bolder and bolder and bolder as time went by, and as that character became actually and inevitably uh, more alive, stronger, mm. more energized, because she was feeding that character. She's been feeding that character with life force for so long. Inevitably, that character is going to come to life. So, um, yeah, so I just did some research there, and apparently uh, Beyonce's uh, name was Sasha Fierce, or the one she uses. So you were, we were half right. We were half right. Okay. The, the way, I think the approach to that should be uh, the same as the alter ego creation. However... I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, create a, a trigger for it. In other words, I wouldn't, like we talked about, I wouldn't be the kind of person that um, would go back and forth whenever, you know, I needed that. Uh, instead, the approach that I would have would be start building that persona day after day. What does that person look like? That's the first thing you do in order to build that character, right? This is, a, think of it, think of it as, as a, a filmmaker or a writer that is writing a story. So when a writer is writing a story or when a screenwriter is writing a script that is about to become a, you know, a show or, or, or movie, what do they do? They do this thing they call character development, right? So within that character development, you have to consider everything, everything, right? This guy, what does he do? Does he clear his throat or her throat a lot? Like, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> is it, what is that uh, thing that makes them who they are? Oh, they always kind of uh, in a, uh, have like a little bit of a Tourette's kind of way of uh, blurting out what uh, they shouldn't have said, but it, it sounds really... Um, funny and uh, and and uh, clever so do you mean that you would look at someone who you believe is good at public speaking and confident in that situation and you would look at characteristics that they seem to be displaying that you know you don't feel confident doing at the moment so you would use that as a model to identify how it is that you would want to behave in that scenario by modeling on somebody else is that is that it identifying that yeah yeah that, well that's that's the easier way of doing it i mean of course okay. depending on your imaginative skills you can come up with a completely new character that is 
the combination perhaps of uh, two or three or four or you know eight characters that you admire yeah. right yeah. so so you start building that thing and and so the way that i do it and the way that i would advise people to do it that want to do it is start doing character development this person now that is called i mean give him a name you know give her a name uh is this kind of person the write down a little biography and uh, point out as much detail about this person's quirks and individuality as you can come up with so you know uh, they love the color red <laughs> or they always go like that you know <laughs> when they have to point out something that might be of significance uh, or they always have um, they always have an analogy, right? That's that's part of my persona, by the way. It's like I have the best people. People tell me we oh, got the best analogies, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like oh, it's like blah blah blah. It's as if blah blah blah. It's always I the the right analogies come to me to to compare a situation that might not be that clear to a, a similar perspective that is uh, per perfectly clear to most people and and that's part of the avatar mm -hmm. or, or i mean you could if you wanted to you could study you know the steve jobs and and want to become that person that was so seductive it's not about being a good i mean what does it mean to be a good speaker what does it mean to be a good speaker well, it's not about what you say necessarily. It's about how you say. It's about your demeanor. It's about your yeah. level of comfort with being that person. It's about uh, how natural you feel while being that person. So, in essence, an actor, like look at someone like Jim Carrey that has embodied all these crazy characters. Uh, that person. The, the trick and the danger with that kind of thing is that once you have to do that for a little while, then do it again and be a totally different person, it becomes, it may be problematic because that person may find themselves being a split personality, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, for the average person, you don't have to do that. You can become someone permanently. And how would it hurt you to become a charismatic um, speaker, all you know, all the time? So okay, so once you've once you've written it down and described, um, you know, you've created the bio stroke avatar of what you, this new person, would look like, which obviously is going to, from a safety point of view, is going to have large chunks of you, and the characteristics of the person that you want to become as well. So what do you do with that? Well, you have, first of all, you have point, if you could actually take a picture of that person, if you could sketch that person, that, by the way, parenthesis, is all about what a magical portrait is, mm. uh, is, is being able to create a visual of that person. So once you have that visual, you start building up and you start building up with the easiest components. Oh, that person... Uh, drinks a shot of whiskey before he does something important, <laughs> you know, or something challenging. Or that person 
takes a, a chess pawn and puts it in his pocket. And that is signifying the ignition of some kind of some kind of uh, skill, some kind of charisma. So personally, I would start with the exterior aspects of this before you step into more subtle personality-driven emotional cues. Because the more you start convincing yourself, see, Halloween, like a Halloween costume, you see some people that are ridiculous, you know, they go out there, oh, you know, it's Halloween, so I got to wear something because it's Halloween. You, you can tell. Yeah. But you can tell the people that are actually really serious about it. Right? <laughs> they go out there and you're like, holy shit, it's like, how long did it take you to be that person? Well, that's what we're talking about here. And we're talking about building that persona and coming up with all the components of what that persona looks like in the beginning. What does this persona sound like? What is the way that this person talks? Are there, what, what is the significance? Is there an accent? You know, people ask me, oh, this, what's, what's your accent? And, and I always say, it's constructed, it's fake. <laughs> but you know, it's the same thing, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. The point of the story here is that I have reconstructed myself 100% from what I used, who I used to be. Mm. And th these are the ways you do it. Now, you know, of course, people that uh, have seen me before with my magic leather hat, the, the top hat that I wear, which I love, that is, is a significant part of the persona. But I'm not stopping there. Now I'm finding ways to adorn the hat, you know, to create like bands around it and, and paint the bands, you know, or put symbols up there uh, or, you know, adorn the, the leather with like snake skin or any, any characteristics, any artifacts that are tied into that character is, that, that, that character is supposed to be and bring that character out to life more and more. Mm -hmm. And and more the you know the problem here is that most people most people want to be somebody else. But most people don't believe that they can. Yeah, I, I mean I think they my sense would be that 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 people want aspects of other people and so it'd like I'd love to have her confidence in that situation, or I'd love to have his ballsiness in negotiating a deal, or you know there'll be specific situations, and and then what happens is they go looking for coaches or trainers, whatever, who are going to teach them how to be you know be great negotiators, or how they you know how they're going to um, be great in relationship and dating situations. So. They, they love people who will teach them how to do that. But the problem is that they think that the people that are good at those things are only doing it in those circumstances. And they forget about the fact that this is something that is natural to them in the way that they operate on a day-to-day -day basis. So 
people forget about that and they think these are just specific skills that are used in those scenarios. So what you're saying is that what we need to be doing is, is, is stepping back from, let's say, the public speaking piece and say, yes, we want to be able to, to be confident in a public speaking situation, but I want to be the person who naturally is. So therefore, we must examine how they behave outside the public speaking arena. How do they behave and what what kind of confidence do they exude in themselves in even the most innocuous scenarios? And that's the bit that I think we, we tend not to consider. Whereas you're saying we need to be considering it and we need to be considered the things that are easy for us to control in order to step in bit by bit into that caricature in effect, so that when we ultimately might be in a public speaking scenario, which might only be once in a while, we're actually ready and we're already in it. We don't have to put on the watch when we're going on stage to flip us into a different personality we're able to go on stage with confidence and we're already that person. Is that that a fair summation? That's exactly what we're saying because this isn't just about convenience, man. This is about authenticity. Like yeah. you look at people like P.T. Barnum or, or Napoleon Hill, people like that. There's so many of them that they, they had nothing to switch off. Mm. Like is it... I think it's just an element of fear that stops people from becoming somebody else. It's fear and inner intimidation. Again, who do you think you are? Who yeah. do you think you are is the main question to ask yourself. Stand in front of the mirror and ask, who, who do you think you are? And when you get that answer, and hopefully that answer is of the person that you want to be, then you start the complex but all so much fun process of creating a new avatar. Because after all, what are we? What is a personality to begin with? Right? It's not, this isn't our higher self. Who we present ourselves to be in this lifetime is a combination, as we pointed out so many times, a combination of programming and conditioning and stuff we pick up on the way, stuff we pick up from our surroundings, our parents, our siblings, our friends, uh, our, our, the people of authority. Everything that has made us who we are right now is just an avatar, my friend. It's just an avatar. It's not real. It's, it's a made-up, it's a made-up avatar. So yeah. once we realize that, because most people don't believe that, they think that they, yeah, they, they are concretely standing on the ground, uh, on the stage of that theatrical actor, and don't think, they think that this person is for real. And if you think that that person is for real, then you can't. It's, it becomes so hard to change that person because you think, well, that's not the real me. Of course it's the real you because there's no, there's no real. The real you is not even who you are right now. The real you will never be your personality on this plane because we're not our thoughts. We're not our minds. We are not our influences. That's not 
who our spirit is. That's not what, what our higher self is. And of course, one, once we leave this plane, that personality is the, is the suit we take off. So then if you concretely understand that this is a made-up character and you are not happy with that character, feel free now to step into a new suit to step into a new character, to step in new, into a new costume, into a new avatar, and become that person and have the most fun you can have with that person. Because what else are you going to do? I mean, staying there in a cemented formation of the, the cookie-cutter approach that has made you who you are right now? Break the mold. Remake the mold. That's what I think. So that's our message for this episode. Sounds feels like a, a good point to end. I think so. I think this is a a good place to to stop and leave people to, to think about it. Because this is the truth. We are who we think we are. And so if we don't like who we are. It's time to rethink that, isn't it? And think something different. That's right. So there you go, my brother. That's, I think, it was an important message. I think so. Especially as we come, especially as we come to the end of this year and we could start working on some new stuff for the new year. That's a very good point. It's a very good point. It will be great. It will be great to, because, you know, as most people come up with, uh, uh, New Year's resolutions that will fail at 99.999%. Uh, let's just approach, let's just throw the New Year resolution in the garbage and start a New Year persona, a New Year avatar, a New Year me. Because mm. that is totally doable, 100%, 100% doable. Start taking the steps, start dressing the new you and start feeling what the new you feels like, and then everything else will start falling into place. Start being Sasha Fierce. <laughs> I want to see you being the new Sasha Fierce in, in January. Cool. All right, so this is it for today. Yeah. Thank you for paying attention to this. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Vincent, for being here for me. And... Uh, until next week, let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week. Yeah.